You have one unheard message. Hi, I was calling Current, the influencer marketing platform, but I think I just got redirected to a bunch of people listening to a podcast. Well, anyways, I was calling Current because I was told they could help get my brand set up on TikTok Shop and even build out an affiliate program of content creators promoting my brand and even have those content creators go on live streams and promote my product there. Wow, I could really use Current. I also heard that the brands they work with are making millions in sales. I guess I'll just go to their website at current.tech. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. The internet, the host here, the gym, and Hedger, the host, the internet, Jim, here, the host, Jim, here, the host, Jim, here, the host, Jim, the internet, and here, the host, Jim, here, the internet, and here, the host, Jim, here, the host, Jim, here, the host, Jim, here, the host, Jim, you know what, we're sitting here at, uh, I don't know, give or take, mid to high 70s. So I got, I got pretty much ideal weather. A little chillier in the morning, obviously, because we're on the ocean, but... Um, you know, if, if that's my big complaint and that it doesn't get nice until it's just about that time of day when it's acceptable to go out and have a beer on a patio, hey, it's okay with me. Well, friends, you know, I'd normally around this time of the year uh, would say go out and enjoy the summer. But if you're on the West Coast, get outside, enjoy the summer. Enjoy it while you got it because it's going to be gone soon. If you're on the East Coast, stay inside because it'll kill you if you go out there. <laughs> yeah, it's true. We get a whopping like week or two of it every year so. Um, we, we have to really suck it up when we get it. Well, if you are on the East coast and, uh, you are staying inside and you're, you don't happen to be listening to webcology at the moment, a good thing you could be doing is tuning in to, uh, the, uh, Reddit ask me anything session that the Google brain team is doing again over at Reddit. Um, it's in the, uh, Reddit section, R Machine Learning. So go to reddit.com slash r slash machine learning. Get your questions in now. They're answering them live now. 
not a lot of updates uh, that we can actually bring you from this uh, from this ret live Reddit because, well, it's uh, going on as we speak. It's very hard to report on something that's going on as we speak. But if something <laughs> does come up in the middle of the show, I'll mention it. Yeah, indeed, indeed. And that's, yeah, I mean, it's always going to be interesting. You hear about the machine learning. I know it's one of those, all I get to do is go in after the fact and, <laughs> um, you know, sort of read what was, uh, what was said. So I think this is a, uh, this is pretty cool. They got 22 people from the team and they're, uh, in Mountain View, San Francisco, Toronto and Cambridge, Massachusetts. And again, that, that 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 whole grouping is answering anything you might want to ask about um, Google's machine learning or Google Brain. I know, I know, brilliant, brilliant. Um, all right, what else do we uh, what else do we got here? And you know what? Yeah, I will, and I'm sure you will too. During during little breaks, we'll uh, we can take turns and uh, <laughs> sort of ransack through there, see what's in there. Um, other things coming out of coming out of Google, we can uh, we can talk about AdWords interfaces. Go for it. Um, and I, I, that's a fine, a fine place to go. Um, it's uh, it's really interesting. I had um, been in on a webinar with uh, Larry Kemp from WordStream, who's who's been on our show. Um, he did the webinar back May twenty fifth, so not that long ago. Um, in the webinar, he had talked, and and it was because he had just gotten back, and and once a year, Google sort of pulls in some of their their top, you know. AdWords clients and things like that. And they pull them all in and sort of explain, hey, here's what's coming up. Here's, here's what you're going to see. Well, at the time, Larry had a chance to, to take a peek around because he'd, he'd snuck in like a camera. I don't know how sneaking you need to be. But anyway, he'd, he'd gotten in and the, the pictures are pretty grainy from what he'd done. And it talked a bit about this new interface that was coming up that was going to be looking pretty slick, going to be laid out uh, a little more intuitively for, for us, like for, for the average, well, I guess I shouldn't say, specifically, but more for the average user, it'll probably be a pain in the butt for people like you or me or most of our listeners who now have to learn where things are again. Um, but a lot more things are, are laid out more intuitively and a lot more just right in your face reporting. So that will be nice for us where we just want to go in and get a quick snapshot. Anyway, um, that was reported as something that was going to be coming out much later. If I remember correctly, he was saying that we might be looking at, um, you know, sort of late this year, maybe early next year. Um, was when that was sort of slated for deployment. Um, some reports are coming out, including some screenshots, and that does add a little legitimacy to this, um, that there, it has been the, the new layout has been seen in the wild. As of May, there were still links that like you clicked on it, and it was like, this page will have stuff. Like, literally, <laughs> this page will have stuff later, uh, <laughs> was what you would see there. Obviously, they've got the, the kinks worked out. Um, so there is a completely new AdWords format, um, or, or sort of back-end format that we're going to be getting access to here shortly. They're obviously in their, in their true testing. Some people didn't understand why they were seeing it. Um, I think I believe it was Barry who wrote the piece uh, announcing that it was now being seen in the wild. Um, he, he had suggested that, and I've done this too, that they had actually signed up for a beta that is possible and kind of forgot about it. Anyway, that is possible. Um, but anyway, it is being seen in the wild, so we can expect a new format or, or adverse um, back end uh, very, very shortly. Well, and when it comes out, I think we have to dissect it um, and you know, try to make it as useful as possible for, for our listeners, right? Eh? 
Yeah, I mean, it's one of those things that's going to be really, really interesting as we're covering it, and we do need to, and it might be a case where we should actually, you know, maybe invite Larry on again or somebody who has had a chance to play with it already because I'm sure he is included in this beta group, if anybody is, um, and, and sort of get their, uh, you know, sort of you know, somebody who can announce to us on sort of day one when all of us are getting it. Um, you know, okay, here's here's the bugs that we've seen, or or here's where stuff is that you might not know about yet. Um, here's where you find these things you do do. And then, of course, there's a side whenever any of these new products launches, I always get frustrated going, hey, where do I find that stuff that I used to always go to when I knew play for <laughs> Uh, but then at the same time, I'll often be left kicking myself where three months later, I'm like, oh, yeah, I kept looking for that old stuff and trying to find that old stuff. And I missed that button that shows opens up a whole new batch of stuff that I didn't even know existed yet. Um, so it'll be good to, to be walked through. I mean, that hasn't happened. You know, uh, you know, I was going to say it hasn't happened in a long time. Happened to me just with Screaming Frog. <laughs> the other day where I was like, oh, I didn't know it did that, too. Um so anyway, it'll be good to have somebody walk us through it and maybe show us some of the new things that we'll have, not just where the old things, but, but actually talk about some of the stuff we can now look at in there. Um, but I do know it's going to be way, way, way easier for the layperson and, and sort of business owner to get their data. The way Larry was talking about it, though, for those of us and, and for those of our listeners and those of us who are practitioners who would be managing campaigns, um, I was, of course, concerned about the fact that okay, now if you're letting business people, making it easier for them to manage, is this actually a nightmare? Are they going to now try and do it themselves because you've made it look good or, or look easier and then end up shooting themselves in the foot, right, without actually understanding how to do this stuff? But no, it appears that it's more the, and, and we'll see once I get access to it, of course, but um, it appears that it's more in the reporting side. You just log in and all of a sudden you can see all the data you would really want is is what I understood from what he was he was saying. But I guess... Time will very, very soon tell. So if you had, in a perfect world, and, and we know that Googleites listen to this show, so, you know, if you have a chance. They haven't actually introduced the uh, the real version yet. They're just testing it in the uh, in the natural environment. Dave, what's a feature that you really want to see in the new interface? Um, one thing that I think they're going to be really, really challenged with and that, it's funny because it's only coming up, and so I've seen the challenge, although it's Mary who's been playing around with this a lot more than I have. Um, but I, we know they're going to be discontinuing the old ad formats, going only with the expanded text ads. And I would love to see some sort of interface. Right now, it's, it's a little clunky to me in moving back and forth. Um, I would love to be able to set up individual tests between individual ads. And, and, and what I mean by that is um, we were running some tests here. And so what Mary decided to do was head in and look at, okay, one-to-one, -one, here's our old ad. Now let's create a new ad based on our old ad, but taking advantage of the new format, right? Sort of, it'll be a little bit different, but more or less the same just laid out differently and, and maybe with a word or two that we couldn't squeeze in and into the old format, but I would love to be able to actually run A-B testing now on specific ad formats and go, okay, yes, we've got eight ads in this ad group, but these two ads here, I want to test against each other. So show them equal time against each other because I want some reporting on 
which ads work better between just these two. Now that may be really, really specific, <laughs> but I could see other implementations of being able to run those sort of tests on individual ads. There is ways of getting this data out of analytics, but I, you know, obviously you can, you can set up some URL parameters to actually start pulling this data out, of course, but I, I would love to be able to actually just have it start running and maybe automating in, in, in different ways just between these two ads, not a whole ad group and going, I'm favoring these ads because they lead to clicks, but just between two, favoring them. And then, you know, you could sort of set up if you had four and four that you wanted to do A-B testing on, you know, actually having a go, okay, I'm going to split, you know, where you could set it up and go, I want each of these two sets to be shown 25% of the time, but I want you to start favoring which one. Um, of the of the two in the A-B test against each other, basically to start to fine-tune which types of ads work for which types of sales. I think that'd be a little easier. I may have explained my, my dilemma horribly. No, um, no, no. I, I'd like to run, but... I think, I think they'll get it, honestly. You want, you want to be able to be able to A-B um, two different ad groups against each other, especially one using an old format and one using the new format. I don't think that's unreasonable. No, and, and it seems to be, uh, I mean, it, maybe it's because, because I'd written the, the old ones and then Mary decided to, to write up the new ones in the new format. From everything that we're seeing, and, and so it may just be that she's writing ads better than I do, which is altogether likely. Uh, <laughs> it may also be, uh, but these new ad formats are almost universally, not quite universally, but almost universally getting significantly higher click-through rates. Like we're moving from 4 or 5% click-through rate up to 11, 12, and 13% click-through rates um, in, in the new formats. So, I mean, more than just a, hey, it's, it's looking a little better. And she was really working hard to make sure that the, the wording was more or less the same, just taking advantage of, of a new format and, and the perks there but essentially keeping the way things are worded and the words being used about the same and the descriptions about the same. So it'll be interesting to see as, as that rolls out. And, and yeah, I would like to be able to run some different tests on it, but I can't, but there are, there is ways to get that data out of analytics, obviously, and you can even get it out of AdWords in some ways. Um, but, you know, if you could make it easier for me and even let me automate, you know, which ones are winning and then just declare a winner and be done with it and, you know, shut off another one and send me an alert going, we shut this one off because it's, it's the loser. Um, you know, that, that would be, uh, that'd be pretty handy, but they do a good job. I don't know that they'll add that, but just a feature I'd like if they could add it. Well, there you go. Google lights. I know some of you are listening and if, uh, you know, you want to make Dave happy and who doesn't, <laughs> <laughs> there's, there's an easy way to do it. <laughs> okay, we got a couple minutes before we're going to go to break. Um, so, I guess uh, time for a quick announcement. Toronto area SEOs. If uh, small chance you'll get to hear this before the weekend, if you're in town, if you're in Toronto on Saturday, legendary SEO Kevin Dury is going to be visiting Toronto over the weekend to take in one of the final Tragically Hip shows on Sunday night. You want to meet Kevin? He's easy to find. Saturday between 1 and 7 p.m., him and I will be holding court on the patio of The Last Temptation or Lola's on Kensington Avenue in the market. Come and join us. Buy us beers. Lots of them. It's hot out there. Anyway, Kevin Dury is going to be in Toronto, going to be hanging out in Kensington Market Saturday between 1 and 7 p.m. Find us on Kensington Avenue and get us beer. <laughs> we're, we're Wish I was there. We're allowed to say that on the radio, aren't we? I think you can, yeah. I don't think there's anything on the radio saying you can't do that. Not soliciting or anything, huh? 
<laughs> good, good SEO advice. The more beer you get us, the better the advice. I promise, guarantee it. Well, the more honest the advice, anyway. That's why they used to do the drunken webmaster. We really got to do that again. We really do. But before we can do anything of the sort, we're going to take a commercial here on Webcology on Cranberry.fm. So on behalf of Dave Davies from Beanstalk Internet Marketing, this is Jim Hedger of Digital Always Media. You're listening to Webcology on Cranberry. It's the uh, 11th of August, 2016, and we're back after these messages. Hey, this is Danny Sullivan to talk to you about Bruce Clay Incorporated. They've made Inc. Magazine's list of growing private businesses and have exhibited and sponsored at my conferences since the very beginning. You've seen their search engine relationship chart or you've read their SEO code of ethics, so you know their SEO experts. But did you know they can help you with PBC, web analytics, web design, marketing strategy, promotion, and branding? Yep, get everything you need for success in the online marketplace. You can check it out from the professionals at Bruce Clay Incorporated. For over 10 years with offices worldwide, they've got the answers you need. Check them out today at BruceClay.com. Are you paying too much for your paid advertising or have you quit altogether because it seemed like a huge waste of money? Studies show that companies waste 25% of their PPC spend on average. The web marketing experts at WMETraining.com can show you how to make your AdWords account a lean, mean converting machine. Whether you're just starting out or want to take your skills to the next level, we have a class for you. Contact the web marketing experts at wmetraining.com. Webcology takes you into the deepest and darkest ends of the ecosystem on the internet. Here are the hosts, Jim Hedger and Dave Davies. Hey, everyone. We're back here on Webcology on Cranberry.fm. It's the 11th of August, 2016. Dave Davies from Beanstalk Internet Marketing. I'm Jim Hedger from Digital Always Media, and uh, Dave, you know who's not going to be back? Who? Ariana Huffington has stepped down as of of immediately from the Huffington Post. Oh. Wow. (laughs) I didn't see that one coming this morning either. Um, As it turns out, uh, Huffington is working on a new site, Thrive Global, which she says demands her full-time attention. Thrive is going to be launching in November, but, um, well, Huffington Post was bought by AOL. AOL was bought by Verizon. Verizon then went and bought Yahoo, and according to um, execs at AOL, the writing was on the wall for Ariana when the Yahoo purchase went through. I have no idea what that means exactly, but that's the word that's out there. Oh, well, all the best. The, the reason I report this isn't that I'm a big fan of Arianna Huffington. I think she's a truly interesting entrepreneur, but, you know, there's lots of truly interesting entrepreneurs in web publishing. What I'm interested in is what's happening with the convergence of uh, Yahoo and AOL under uh, Verizon. Mm-hmm. And the... How, how shall we say this? The mutually agreed upon separation between Ms. Huffington and her former publication. I'm not sure what signal it sends, but it is most certainly a signal to watch for. Yeah, yeah. No, it's going to be it's going to be interesting-ish to watch. Um, but you know what? And, and this this actually matches exactly with the with the next thing I was going to chat about. And it's it's a thing that you had brought up. Um, 
so you know what? So I, I'm going to let you take it, but you'll see right where I'm going right out of the gate. Um, there was an interesting article done over on Search Engine Land mm-hmm. on the four daily habits. And here we are, we're midstream on one of them, talking about somebody who produces the first point on, on this entire list of four sort of habits of highly successful SEOs. <laughs> yeah, this was, actually, this was actually a good little article, and I was, uh, I was quite pleased to read it. I'm just going to bring it up in a new window so I can uh, actually quote the author's name. John E. Lincoln... Johnny Lincoln over at uh, Search Engine Land uh, today wrote the four daily habits of the most successful um, SEOs. And to paraphrase them, uh, according to, uh, to John Lincoln, the habits are, number one, read the news. Two, review all analytic tools to figure out what is and isn't working, and that can change day to day. Three, take hands-on action. SEOs are action people, not passive persons. And four, constant skills upgrading which requires constant tinkering. Um, starting at number one, reading the news. Like, how much time do you spend every morning? What's uh, reading? Just just going through news. Whew. I probably spend in my first glut in the morning. Obviously, barring any client emergency email, probably a good twenty to thirty minutes right out of the gate just Mm -hmm. figuring out what's going on. Um, And then probably over the course of any given day, probably somewhere between one and two hours a day. Uh, That sounds about right. Uh, My morning, I'm usually uh, out of bed at 6.30 or 7 uh, in the backyard having a coffee and, you know, just pursuing news on my cell phone until I feel like it's time to walk to the other side of my house and sit at my desk. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> so that that time frame will depend you might spend eight hours reading the news if it's a really nice day <laughs> uh yeah well unfortunately i live in southern ontario so we it's either really really hot or really really cold but not a lot of really nice um that's about, that's about an hour in the morning and like you said as the day goes on new stuff comes up stuff goes across your uh, facebook news feed or you see something pop on twitter that you just got to take a look at right and you know what, that's really where it comes from, from me too. It's like, oh, I'll figure it out in the morning, sort of what major things are being talked about on, on some of the major sites. And they have a good list on there, you know, you know Moz, Search Engine Land, hey, Cranberry.fm. Um, <laughs> you know, um, but yeah, I mean, uh, Twitter, uh, Twitter's my favorite for that one. Um, just seeing this this constant stream, and if you have if you can't pick up some really really good news or information from Twitter, you need to relook at who you're following. <laughs> but if you can, uh, then then you've done a good job. If you can just stop there and use it as a one, uh, you know, sort of gather together very very quickly some interesting information. Um, you know, I used to follow th- you know like a thousand people or something like that, and then I just ended up whittling it down to a couple hundred. Turns out my Twitter stream's actually a good news source when I did that. Okay, well, the next one. Review all analytic tools to figure out what is and isn't working. This is how I know when I'm actually at work. Um, And it's funny, like, you know, our work days start where we actually start thinking about SEO, start reading the news, start, you know, getting a grasp on what's going on day to day. But for me, my real work day starts when I crack open uh, Google Analytics and Webmaster Tools or Search Console 
and then start firing up the ancillary tools like uh, Ahrefs or uh, Majestic. Right. Because um, that's when I'm actually looking at client data and trying to figure out, um, you know, was this initiative successful? Do we have an issue we got to deal with today? Is there a trend that that's forming that I got to be aware of? Why the hell did they get such a spike in traffic on a Tuesday? Like, um, or any of the questions that that open up when uh, when you when you start looking at the analytics, I. Eh? Oh, indeed, indeed. And I mean, sometimes you'll end up going to, to obscure sources. Um, you know, one of my favorites, SERP.watch, right? Like, it's, it's just a go-to. Like, I see anomalies, and it's like, all right, off we go. <laughs> um, you know, and basically, they're just reporting on which industries are doing what, um, you know, in, in regards to changes in, in the algorithm. Is there a big algorithm, you know, big ranking shifts going on, and they divide it up by some of the core sectors. Um, so, but, you know, you end up, yeah, you look at your analytics, and it's like, whoa, that was weird. Why is there a spike? On a Tuesday, great question, right? Like, okay, in that industry, was there like a big shakeup? How about in their region, right? Because it will divide it up by countries, right? So you're you're right. I mean, it, it can be, and you know, I know this. Can, and I'm sure most of our listeners know. Wow, what a rabbit hole that question. Like a question as simple as why was there a spike on a Tuesday? That can that can become a three hour project trying to trying to figure that one out at times. Yeah. Um, that actually, you know what? I, I I did have a spike on a Thursday, on a Tuesday, and I honest to goodness can't figure out where it came from. Uh, one of my publishing clients, but and I'm happy about it. <laughs> actually, it, it came it came from Reddit, but it took me a while to figure that one out. Well, um, good for now you got to figure out how that resonated. We can have Brent Karras on again, and you know he can talk about why that post worked, and others might not have worked as well. Oh, I can answer that already. Um, this is a uh, publishing uh, client publishing to a niche sector of the industry. When they put something up that's really relevant to that niche sector, it blows up like magic. And if they dare put up something that isn't relevant, then it's uh, <laughs> a, uh, a pretty a pretty ugly scene. <laughs> <laughs> I love Reddit for that. Indeed. Okay, the next thing that makes a really successful SEO, according to John Lincoln, is taking hands-on action. And that could mean writing a comprehensive report for the client or cracking open the website and getting your hands in there and fixing the problem. Because, uh, you know, and I, I think I agree with John on this one. A good SEO does not let a dog sleep. It wakes the dog up and, you know, fixes whatever's wrong with it. Oh, yeah, you can you can think and talk all you want. <laughs> <laughs> you you could you could write a you know PhD thesis I'm sure on how to rank a website perfectly but if you don't actually you know <clears throat> do it <laughs> well that really doesn't amount to much does it um, so no I think that's that's great advice I mean it's it's the yeah I think any successful you know any list of top successful in industry X Y or Z I think one of them and rightfully so is always going to be get off your butt and get it done. And uh, I'm, I'm absolutely inclined to agree. The market professional isn't letting somebody else deal with it. You know, I, I once had a supervisor, right? And uh, they described me. I described me to their supervisor as somebody who came to them with solutions, not problems. And I had never felt more complimented in my life. Well, that's what an no. SEO does. They go to their client with solutions. You don't go to your client with a problem. You go to your client telling them how they're going to solve the problem or you solve it for them. 
No, I mean, that's, that's funny. I was actually just reaching out to a colleague just earlier today going, I'm going to ask my client if I can connect them with you. Is that okay? And do you have time? Basically, because I need to know from a, a person who knows an area of, of analytics far, far better than I do. I need to know, can you help me here? Okay, you can. Great. Now I'll tell my client. <laughs> I don't want to tell them I don't know how to fix this for you. Um, you know, I mean, this isn't, this isn't in my scope. They're contacting me about something that isn't my specialty, but I want to come back and go, you know what? I can't help you. He can. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, uh, so you're right. I mean, that's, that's one of the critical things that we need to do. It, it maintains that trust. And I know they know I won't just muddle through and do it wrong. When I do say I'll do something, I'll, I'll do it. And I think that's, it, it is a great compliment to you that you got from a supervisor. Um, you know, come with the solution, not a problem. Yeah. Yeah, and again, if you're if you're if if you're the one who's always going back to your client saying there's a problem but not suggesting how to solve it, you're not going to have a client very long. No, no, I'm not. I had to come and go. Everything's a mess. You need somebody to audit this and clean it up for you, and I'm not that person. <laughs> so you got tags firing all over the place. It's just a nightmare back there. So <laughs> you need somebody that isn't me. According to John. The number fourth, the number four thing, fourth daily habit of a successful SEO, and again, I wholeheartedly agree here. Constant skills upgrading, which again requires constant tinkering. So you wanna, you wanna learn how to play the guitar. Reading a book of chords isn't enough. You actually gotta play those chords on the guitar repeatedly to figure out how to get the fingering right. Well, it's the same thing with uh, with coding or with SEO. If you aren't getting your hands into the websites, well, you know, what what use are you? <laughs> You're just an analytics machine. Oh no, indeed. And I mean that that this one makes great sense too, right? And to me, that can be anything from yeah, just going, I've got a problem, trying to solve it, right? Like we've all been there, whatever. I want to increase this site's page speed, right? Like okay, guess I mean now I know how to do that, but you know, okay, once upon a time I didn't. Let's figure this out, right? Like. Time buckle up, time to get it done. Or down to, you know, attending a conference you've never attended before and going, all right, time to learn all the questions I didn't even know to ask. Right? Like time to learn about something completely different, right? I mean, you know, Mary dragged me to the first, uh, you know, sort of more content-y um, social media-based conference. It was like, all right, that's not my thing. <laughs> like I've always been more on the technical side of, of SEO. Um, turns out, I learned a lot and I learned a lot of questions to ask and a lot of things to measure that I wouldn't have even known to look at because I'm not a social media guy. Right. <laughs> so there we are. Um, you know, great learning opportunities uh, abound. And sometimes you just throw yourself into the deep end of the pool and, and figure it out from there. Well, there is a, uh, great piece over at search engine land today. John L Lincoln. I'm sorry. John E Lincoln was the author for, Habits of successful SEOs, definitely well worth the read. We got a couple seconds here before we got to get to our next break. Um, where's something real quick? You know what? I'll ask you about something real quick here. <laughs> because you were just saying, you know, it's a good quick read. Well, you had sent a, a link through from over, uh, I believe it was on the search engine journal site. Google very soon is not just not going to be able to read certain content anymore. They're actually going to be actively blocking it. Yeah. Um, with the Chrome browser. What, uh, what are we talking about, Jim? 
Well, I, 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 in a weird way, this is a vindication. Problem is, it comes a decade late. <laughs> <laughs> I remember years ago, years ago, when I was writing daily columns and stuff, saying that Google hates Flash. And there was a bunch of Flash fan kids who just went to town on me. Like, they, they, I, I was like public enemy number one to these guys. And, uh, the truth was, Google hated Flash back then, and it hates Flash today. It hates Flash to such a point that, as of September, when uh, the when Chrome version fifty three, that's the fifty third iteration of the Chrome browser, is released, it will block all Flash content. So this is going to work. But incidentally, this is like desktop and mobile. So you know how like it gets so annoying. You're um, looking at a news article on a mobile site. And up pops a flash video, and it's auto-playing. There's nothing you can do about it, and your battery gets depleted. And everybody around you gets to hear this stupid video for Pampers Diapers, and they all look at you funny. Yep. Happens to me all the time. Um, and, uh, yeah, well, that's not going to happen anymore. Because uh, Chrome is going to be blocking flash content as of, as of the release of the newest version, and that's coming out in September. What do you think? Uh, you know what? I, I'm obviously happy about it. I, I, I too remember those days where it was like, no, it's not good. And then Google would torture us and go, we're working with Adobe to try and figure it out. <laughs> it's like, no, you're just making them do it more. Right? <laughs> you're just making them think this is a good idea. Um, I never had a problem with it for, you know, probably same as you for like flash games or whatever. Right? Like I was, that application was totally fine. But yeah, people would build their whole websites in flash and then wonder why you couldn't rank it. Um, yeah, I mean, not that, not that I ever tried because it was like, I know this doesn't work. So why would I, no, I'm not going to steal your money from you to do something I know won't work. Um, but you know, it, it is high time really at this point <laughs> to just go, all right, we're done. It's, it's done now. We, you know, I don't know why you're still building in it, but it's done. Yep. So there you have it. Stop building in it. The reason it took this long for Google to actually ban Flash was there wasn't a suitable replacement. There is now HTML5. Speaking of uh, you know constant learning and constant skills upgrading, HTML5 is the replacement for Flash. It's elegant. It's stripped down. It's quite easy to learn. Use it. Don't use Flash. Flash sucks. Um, okay, really quickly, one more. Oh, quick announcement. I mispronounced Kevin Dury's name. I was informed via Facebook by Kevin Dury himself. There is no E in Kevin Dury. So I apologize for mispronouncing Kevin Dury's name. It's actually Kevin Dury. But he will be in Toronto. We will be in the market on Saturday, and you all can buy us beers. Just want to get that correction in there, because he did correct me via Facebook. Don't put an E in his name. It's not there. On that, we got to take a break here on Webcology on Cranberry.fm. It is the 11th of August, 2016. This is Dave Davies from Beats Talking Internet Marketing, Jim Hedger from Digital Audience Media, and we're back after these messages. Looking for a white-label SEO and social platform for your clients? Think eBrands. Free and unlimited SEO audit reports. eBrands. Premium Facebook apps and welcome page creators. eBrands. Twitter management app, analytics, and mobile site generators. eBrands. 
Let eBrands manage your search and social media campaigns and give you and your clients access to their white-label dashboard, which have great reports that will wow your clients and deliver great ROI and results. Try eBrands for 30 days. Go to eBrandsWithAZ.com or call 1-866-625-5717. That's eBrandsWithAZ for eBrands. Is your website hacked? Is your website displaying error messages or loading slowly? Even if there are no signs of malicious activity, your site may still be compromised. Websites, like cars, require regular maintenance to perform at their best and not leave you stranded. At Fjord, our website maintenance experts can help you assess which one of our maintenance plans will best support your needs. Visit FjordDigital.com or call 612-877-3840 and get the support and protection your website and business deserve. That's F-J-O-R-G-E Digital.com. Webcology takes you into the deepest and darkest ends of the ecosystem on the internet. Here are the hosts, Jim Hedger and Dave Davies. Hey everyone, we're back on Webcology here on Cranberry.fm. It's the 11th of August, 2016. Dave Davies over in Victoria, British Columbia at Beanstalk Internet Marketing and Jim Hedger in Toronto, Ontario at Digital Always Media. Um, I'm not sure where to go right now. There was a cool piece. You know what? I'm going to go to, believe it or not, Web Pro News. Haven't been there for quite a while. But there was a really smart piece in Web Pro News. Um, where uh, Richard Ord, the publisher of Web, of Web Pro, has pulled together all the changes in Google ranking factors and sort of ranked them in his mind of the, the, the most important to least important. Um, and I just think it's a, you know, it's a pretty good review to, to, to go through it. So according to Richard Ord, Google ranking factors in 2016, two most important are contents and links. So I guess that hasn't changed in years. The third most important is rank brain, which is, you know, sort of trying to figure out the intention of the query and then, you know, what factors on your website or any, any given website in the index meet that query. Um, mm-hmm. Mobile friendliness, page speed, and adhering to the search quality guidelines. These are the, uh, the, 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 the major factors as he sees. Do you, do you, think, do you think of anything he missed? No, and you know what? There, there's one in there that I rarely see talked about. Um, and that was the search quality guidelines. Um, but it's making me think, and it's funny because it's, it's making me think of the quality raters guidelines, which I have never seen in, in one of these lists. They get written up about when they get released. Um, and those are the lists that Google hands to their manual reviewers on the web, right? Like they give this document to them, they go read this whole thing and then start visiting some websites, start rating them, right? To try and teach their AI what to do about websites, which things would be rated in, in which ways by a human to try and help train um, the websites. It's the only thing I think, I guess, missing from this list that I would include is the quality raters guidelines, because what they tell me, and there's 
you know, they, they come out. And whenever they come out, everybody should read them um, or at least read a, a good write-up on them. Because what they tell me is, hey, here's the guidelines we're handing human beings right now to grade a bunch of sites. And then we're going to send our bots through and we're going to train them based on this. So if you understand what those quality raters guidelines are, <laughs> then you understand what the bots are about to be trained with and what their engineers are about to look at to try and figure out ways to, to look at different sites and go, oh, okay, we should be grading this higher than we might already. How do we work that? So the quality raters guidelines is, is something I would maybe include in there that, that isn't. Um, but the search quality guidelines are included, and I, I rarely see those on lists, and it's, it's good. It, it should be there. Uh, absolutely inclined to agree. And if you want to get a copy of the, uh, of the, uh, the, the, of the uh, Google search quality guidelines, well, you can go to Google and type in search quality guidelines, <laughs> and you'll most likely come up with a link to the SEM post, Jennifer Slag, uh somehow gets her hands on these guidelines before anybody else does, and tends to publish them in whole. And so the, the last two versions of the guidelines are totally published over at the SEM post. Go to Google, type in, um, again, Google Quality Guidelines, SEM post. Immediately you'll be brought to a, a, a useful and comprehensive document. Speaking of Jennifer Slag and useful, comprehensive documents. Um, over at Search Engine Journal, not the SEM Post, Jennifer has published a complete guide to Panga, Panda, Penguin, and Hummingbird. Um, an extremely useful guide where she basically just breaks down what Panda is what uh, uh, Penguin is, or, or was. And, and might be uh, again. <laughs> and will be again, as soon as they get around to it. Um, it's all those programmers they have working on the AdWords or DeFace used to be working on Penguin. <laughs> so now they can go back to work, right? Um, anyway, it's really worth the read. Uh, now, most SEOs who've been in the business for you know the last five years or so, they, they're going to say to themselves, well, I know what Panda, Penguin, and Hummingbird are. But let me tell you, I've been in the business for 20 years, and going back and refreshing your memory is amazing. The opinions expressed are those of the hosts and their guests and do not necessarily reflect those of the staff and management of Cranberry News Marketing and Cranberry.fm. Rebroadcasts or retransmission of this content without proper consent is prohibited. 